0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Worship Center in Brighton, Michigan. We hope you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit faithworshipcenter.org. How's everybody doing today? Amen. Praise God. Wow. We got a spirit of praise in the house today. Yes. Praise the Lord oh my goodness uh, first off I just want to want to thank Pastor Asher for giving me this opportunity um, yeah give him a round of applause praise God praise God you know it's it's an honor and I'm humbled to stand before all of you this morning for I am not worthy but the one who I came to lift up is oh. glory to God thank you Jesus praise the lord yes also i i, I want to say today is mother's day so i would like to wish a happy mother's day and give a huge mother's day hug through this microphone to all of you in the sanctuary under the sound of my voice everybody watching through live stream and of course to my mom thank you mom for always being there for me and putting up with my nonsense. No matter what anyone said, you always had my back. Even if I was wrong, I'll never forget that day sitting on the side of your bed when I was seven years old telling you I wanted to be born again. Praying with you and accepting Jesus Christ and asking him into my heart all the prayers you prayed and the nights I kept you up concerned about my well-being and whereabouts I stand here behind this pulpit publicly thanking you for not only being the best mom in the world but introducing me to my best friend Jesus Christ I love you mom praise God now uh last week uh something happened that was really incredible Um, The Lord has already confirmed to me that uh, what the message that I was to give this morning. So I started studying for it, putting it together and Thursday evening, adding it to adding throughout the weekend. Fast forward to Sunday morning as uh, Pastor Asher stands behind this pulpit and starts giving the opening to his message, the cure for anxiety. Can I tell you that? When he gave the title, my jaw dropped and my head slumped down immediately. I was in disbelief. I I couldn't believe what I had heard. The first thought that came to mind is he's preaching my message. What? Wait, this is the message that God gave me, not Pastor Asher. How could this be? I've heard of it happening before, but, you know, I didn't think that it would happen to me, at least not for my first Sunday message. <laughs> Later that evening at the prayer meeting, I uh, I told Pastor Asher about this, and and his response at, at, you know, he's a funny guy. He said, at least I know I preach the right message. <laughs> you know, he's got a sense of humor in... Um, the Lord has a sense of humor. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. He likes to make us laugh. So uh, anyways, now that I've got everyone's attention and your curiosity peaked, I believe that God wants me to share my own personal testimony and um, things that he's taught me in trusting him in the face of fear. I, I, uh, I just hope that it can be an, uh, an encouragement to all of you and i just want to speak to you for all, all to all of you for just a few moments in a message that i'm going to call god over fear yes. if i could get all of you to bow your heads as we ask the lord for his blessing heavenly father we come to you in the mighty name of jesus we thank you lord for the blood that you shed on calvary we thank you so much that everything you have done, everything that you did, and everything that you're going to do, Lord God, I thank you for what you're doing in this service already. The spirit of praise, the Holy Spirit that has already filled this house and filled our hearts, Heavenly Father. I ask that you would give me your fire, Lord God, that you would open eyes to see, ears to hear, and soften hearts to receive this message that you have placed on my heart, Heavenly Father. I submit myself completely to you, Lord. You. Use me as a vessel speak through me to your congregation Lord God we thank you we praise you when you ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen and amen, amen. you know the uh, the actual definition for fear is to be afraid of someone or something as, as likely to be dangerous painful or threatening you know it's often brought me to a place Many times of crippling anxiety, shaking, sweating, mind racing, clouded judgment, and taking away the ability to process my thoughts logically, it's something that has plagued my mind for decades. Fear affected me before walking with the Lord, but also after. Fear has Come into my mind in many different kinds of ways. It it takes many shapes and forms. Whether whether it was keeping me up at late all through the night, tossing and turning, thinking about and dreading of what tomorrow would bring, making up scenarios in my mind that ninety nine point nine percent of the time will never come to pass, living them out in my head, literally living them out, which would bring forth these feelings of emotions and bringing them to the surface as if they were actually happening. You know, at times I I found myself walking into situations expecting the scenario that played out in my mind, and I had nothing to worry about in the first place because the exact opposite happened. Fear has brought me to a place that has absolutely made me shut the world out. Digging a hole, climbing into it, and hiding from everything and everybody. For many years, I turned to drugs and alcohol to numb the crippling effects that it had on me. The problem with that was, is it wasn't giving me any healing. But instead, it was suppressing these feelings inside so that at a later date, they would explode out of me and usually onto a loved one that just wanted to help me and be there for me. You know, fear is something that we've all experienced through the course of our lives, no matter how young or how old. It can stem from many different areas of our lives. You know, let's take a younger person, for example. It could be Other kids bullying them, picking on them in or out of school. It could also simply be a fear of failing a class and not graduating. It could be at home. Parents who are drug addicts and or alcoholics. Abuse of households, whether it be physical, sexual, mental, or emotional abuse. How about adults? We face many scenarios throughout our lives where we encounter some kind of fear whether it be a fear of not getting all your work done or responsibilities accomplished or maybe running into someone that you haven't seen in a long time, and anxiety kicks in. All of us have bills and things that we have to pay for, and with the cost of living continuously on the rise with gas prices and food becoming more and more expensive, there's that concern or worry, if you will, of how am I gonna make it? How am I gonna continue to afford to simply live life, to live life comfortably, not check to check? You know, I I think about this, and at at this point in time, it's fair to say that a, a greater majority of us are barely making ends meet. We are living check to check, you know? And then there's not only our health, but the health of our loved ones. With all the fear the news and social media throws at us, it it seems almost an impossible feat to not be afraid within the times we're living in. I myself don't watch the news, but I do read headlines, and sometimes I will click on it and investigate further. But I think we can all agree there's a concern for our youth and these younger generations growing up Right now, with all that's going on in society, from public schools giving the freedom to young boys to use female bathrooms, to the Satanists infiltrating elementary and middle schools, starting up after school programs, indoctrinating our children and grandchildren with lies straight from the pits of hell. The devil is doing all he can to instill fear into our hearts. And sadly, a greater majority of us are taking the bait. If you want a little bit of fear in your life, all you got to do is is turn on the news or scroll through your phone on social media. And you can get more than a daily dose right there in a matter of minutes. But can I tell you that there's a remedy for all this? (laughs) That there's a solution For every ounce of fear in your heart, every ounce, ounce. let me tell you, and I need somebody to get this this morning. Fear cannot stand in the face with Jesus Christ. He cannot stand face to face. Fear cannot penetrate the blood of Christ. Satan. Satan. Might might try, he might try and lie to you, telling you that the best thing to do is to run and hide, But, but I encourage you, I encourage you with God's word and tell you, you don't have to be afraid, you don't have to be afraid, you don't have to hide, you don't have to back down as a born again disciple. Of Jesus Christ washed and cleansed in the blood. Have a supernatural protection from any fear. Any anxiety. Any depression. Any feelings of despair. That might be attacking your mind today. Tell the devil the blood of Jesus is against you. My God says you have to go in the name of Jesus. You have to go in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now what I am not saying is that is that you're never going to experience fear or anxiety. But what I am saying, though, is that the prescription for fear is in the word of God and not in a pill bottle. If we take his word and apply it to our lives, holding it into our hearts, then fear has to leave. It has to go. It has to leave. I believe with all the people struggling with fear in the world today that only a small portion of them are actually a medical issue and that majority of them are spiritual think about all the things that's getting thrown at us through the news through social media through our phones through every everything that we see it's 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 just it's taking a place in our hearts and our minds Jeremiah 30:17 says, "For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal," declares the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to be transparent for for, all, for you guys for a minute and give a testimony recalling some of the lowest points in my life and how God has delivered me out of them. I'm telling you this to give you all a glimpse of my past and how I most certainly had to be broken brought to a place of utter dependency upon the Lord, denying myself because there was virtually nothing I could do to save myself. There was nothing. I couldn't save myself. See, I I started doing hard drugs at the ages of 14, 14 years old, trying anything that you would put in front of me By the time I was 15, 16, I was selling drugs to make money to supply my habits. I was already addicted to painkillers, cigarettes, marijuana, drinking alcohol frequently. I was so lost and not okay. Battling suicidal thoughts in my mind daily, actually attempting a couple of times, even running out in the rush hour traffic and laying down, hoping to get ran over. I also got into cutting to distract myself from the battle in my mind, trying to numb the mental pain by applying physical pain to my body. Now, a couple years later, I was falsely accused of a crime and got arrested. I spent two weeks in that county jail and something incredible happened. (laughs) God told me by his audible voice, his audible voice that I was gonna have a child. I was on my top bunk and with the covers over my face, just just laying there in, 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 the, in the early morning and went out of nowhere. I, I heard a clear, distinct voice right next to me say my girlfriend's name at the time and followed by, she is pregnant. <laughs> you know, I ripped the blanket off of my head to find that there was no one around. That was... Uh, I was not walking with the Lord. Uh, I, I was not following the Lord. I was not. It was, it, it was incredible. I, I, I heard God's voice. And I know it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. That's not something that a lot of, a, a lot of us experience. And yet, I was at, a low, at one of the lowest points in my life, and I was in jail, and, and, and he met me there. He came there. Hallelujah. And I wasn't even asking for it. That, that, that was incredible. I, I, you know, so I, I, I had about a week and a half till I got out of jail. So I used that time to think about what I was gonna do in case I wasn't losing my mind, right? Because that's the first thing that came to mind was, am I going crazy? Because <laughs> I heard that. I know I heard that. When I got out. She came over my house and uh, said, we got to talk. It's important. And I said, I know, and it's all good. 16 years later, two more kids, and they're all three sitting right here. Walking with the Lord. Walking with the Lord and accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Uh, (laughs) Praise God. God is so good. Glory to God. Now, when I got out of jail, I went back to the same old lifestyle, drinking, smoking, doing drugs, selling drugs, except now I had a full-time job and a child on the way. Fast forward to the last crime that I had ever committed. I was facing a a minimum of five to 15 years in prison. (laughs) I had a miraculous encounter with God while locked up, and even though I wasn't living right and wasn't obeying his commandments, again, he met me right there. He met me where I was. You know, I got on my knees at that jail floor, repented of my sins, and pleaded with him to let me out. You want to hear how amazing God is? (laughs) I pray that this encourages some of you today because this is a miracle. Can I tell you that not only did I get let out within a short period of time, but the judge, Frank Murphy Hall of Justice, downtown Detroit, likened me unto the prodigal son. Told me to go back home and let me out that very day. Not only that, Here's the kicker not only that but she agreed she agreed to put me on a program that I was a couple months too old for I wasn't even I was already past the age but she agreed to put me on a program that if I completed it which I did I could have the felony expunged off of my record. Not only did Jesus set me free that day, but he literally washed my record clean. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Forever faithful, Lord. Yes. It still took me about 10 years to really start walking with the Lord. But, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to point these out so that you could see that even through my unwillingness, to follow his commandments, no matter how far I ran from him, he never left my side. From the age of seven years old, he never left. He never left. Yes, Lord. I'm going to take us to a uh, to one of my favorite books in the Bible and a passage that really speaks to me when I think about my past and my story. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 31:3 through 6, and says the Lord your God, he will go over before you and he will destroy these nations from before you and you shall possess them. And Joshua, who was Joshua? Joshua was a type of Christ. And the Jewish name of Jesus was Joshua, which means savior. Praise God. He shall go over before you as the Lord has said. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did to Zion and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them who he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that you may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Okay, here it is. Here it is. I need somebody to get this right here. This is this, this. is it right here. Be strong. Be strong. Woo! Be strong. Yes. And of a good courage. Don't be scared. Of a good courage. Fear not. Fear not. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Be strong and of a good courage. And fear not. Nor be afraid of them For the Lord your God He it is who does go with you He will not fail Nor forsake you Praise the Lord He doesn't leave our side folks He doesn't leave us He stays right here You can run, you can hide But he's not going nowhere He's right here with you It doesn't matter what you're going through Or what's going on in your life He is there He is right there Yes. All the time, Hallelujah. all the time. Praise Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank Hallelujah. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That word, that word, picture that Pastor Asher used this past Wednesday night about how when you break a bone that and, it, and it's reset and it actually becomes stronger, actually becomes stronger than what it was before it was broken. You know, I thought this was incredible, and I, I felt that because I can't tell you how many times I've been broken. I can't tell you how many times that I've, I, I've felt like I'm, I'm at my wit's end. But now, I have a greater understanding that it's in that brokenness is where we level up. In that valley is where we learn the most. I'm going to give you guys an example. Take an old school camera, for instance. Now, most of the younger crowd, you're not going to you're not you're going to have no idea what I'm saying here. But it's all good. You would have to take that physical picture into a dark room and develop it. Now, developing it takes time. And if you brought it out into the light too quickly, Before it developed, then it wouldn't turn out the way it was supposed to look. You know, I think we can apply this to our lives and say that when we were going through a hard time, a valley, when we're in a dark place and things look bleak with no hope, it's actually that we're being developed. And if God was to pull us out right away when we asked and bring us into the light, then we would miss the lessons that he intended for us to learn. You know, God's word tells us in Romans 8, 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. You know, going through valleys in our life doesn't have to equate to us giving in to fear. We have a choice. It's what we believe and focus on. The only way to walk in victory is to solely put our faith in Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on the cross. Understanding that when he said, it is finished, that it is finished. It's finished. It's done. On that day, Satan was defeated, sin was defeated, death was defeated, fear was defeated, anxiety was defeated, depression was defeated, anger was defeated, lust was defeated, addiction was defeated, pride was defeated, religion was defeated. We within ourselves... Are no match for the devil, but with God. But with God. With God, all things are possible. God tells us this in Matthew 19:26. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna throw some of you off with this one. Let's talk about hair. Okay. <laughs> hey i'm thinning out too all right it's all good it's all good in luke 12 7 it says but even the very hairs on your head are all numbered fear not fear not now if you believe which i hope and pray that you do that this is the infallible word of god which means it's incapable of error John 17, 17 says, sanctify through th- them through thy word. Thy word is truth. In other words, the Bible cannot lie. The Bible never fails. The Bible is 100% the truth, no matter who says what. The Bible always stands as the true, unadulterated word of God. Praise the Lord. That word all, that word all. In Luke 12:7, the hairs on your head are all numbered." To reiterate what Pastor Asher explained in last Sunday's message, in the Greek is the same in the Hebrew and as it is in the English, it means all. every part as a whole, not one left accounted for. So all the hairs on our head, every single hair that we have is accounted for, and when a hair falls out, he knows. Have you ever tried to count your hair? And I'm not trying to be funny, but it's pretty incredible how many we have. It really is. It really is. And if you add that up and times that by the amount of population that's in the the trillions, I don't know. This might really surprise a few of you, but at one one time, a human on an average has around 100,000 to 140,000 hairs. (laughs) If you think that he doesn't know what you're feeling on the inside, then think about how he knows every hair on your head or the lack thereof. Every concern, every worry, every anxious feeling, every negative thought that crosses your mind, he knows. You know, most of us have heard this before, but it's so powerful that I need to remind us of it. We need to stop going to God and telling him how big our problem is but instead we need to go to our problem and tell it how big our God is we serve a big God folks the creator of the universe look outside look at the trees look at the sky look at everything God created all of this how incredible is that you know The solution for anything that we may be facing is saying it and meaning it with all of your heart, saying, Jesus, I can't do this, but you can. Jesus, I can't, but you can. Now, I'm going to read a couple of verses that I believe will encourage you or they encourage me. Isaiah 35, 4. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come, He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Praise God. Wow. Woo! That's powerful. Psalms 56:3. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. Second Timothy. I think it's probably one of my favorites, 1-7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Praise God, praise God. Isaiah forty one ten. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for am I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, I will help thee, and I will uphold thee. With the right hand of my righteousness. Now I'm going to bring up. This is, you know, Apostle Paul. How did he handle fear? You know, in Acts 27, 24. When um, he was, you know, he was going, he was on the ship. And I'm not going to go into detail about his journey and what was going on. But I just, it spoke to me. Because. He was he, he was he was on a mission. He knew that he was on a mission and and and, and, and. And the the you know the people on the ship were like we're going down we're gonna die they you understand they've been in a in a in a hurricane like storm for for two weeks two weeks they were in a storm And, like I just I think about this and I I can't even imagine this says that they didn't even see the 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 the, the sun or the stars I, I just like wow like imagine the crippling anxiety and despair that would come into your heart and your mind but paul apostle paul didn't have that he didn't he he chose to have faith because he knew he knew saying in 24 saying fear not paul you must be brought before caesar and lo god has given you all them who sail with you that was an angel that came to paul and told him this he knew that he was still on a mission. He knew that he was on a mission. He knew that he still had something that he needed to accomplish in his life. That his life wasn't over. It wasn't done with. That's why I think we need to be in that same mind state. My my mission isn't over. It's not over. It's I'm I'm still. I still got things to do. I, I, I still have people to witness to. There's still souls that need to be saved. There's still people that need to be need, need to hear the word of Jesus Christ. They need to hear the gospel and need to know that you don't have to live like this. You don't have to be in bondage. You can have freedom from religion, freedom from addiction, freedom from all of these things that plague your mind. We, we need to be in this mind state of the mission is not over. It's not over. It's not done. And I know sometimes things look bleak. I understand. I've been there. Trust me. I have been there. And I know that, you know what? I don't put my faith in myself because I can't do it. I put my faith in Jesus Christ that he already has the victory for me. I just have to claim it and walk in it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am covered. You are covered. You are washed. You are encouraged by God. God, Jesus has already came and claimed this victory for you. You just got to walk in that. Amen. Praise God. Praise Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And uh, let me get a, get a drink. Mm. Mm. In Romans 12.1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship you know as we are at the feet of jesus christ on the cross we can let go of any burdens, any guilt, any shame, any stress, any worries, any concerns, any uncertainties. Knowing that they were all paid for at the cross. So we can let them go and give them to him. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our healer, our sanctifier, our comforter, our deliverer, our protector. Hallelujah. He goes before us. You know, I don't know. What you need to bring to the altar this morning, or maybe you just need a fresh touch from God. But I'd like to pray for you. I get the singers and musicians to come back, please. You know we're gonna um, we're gonna open up the front here, and uh, this is for everyone. Everyone here. Everyone has something that has burdened their heart. Everyone has something that they need to place on the altar. I strongly encourage all of you this morning to bring it all up. Bring it up. Because the lamb was slain and the blood was shed so you can be free of these things in your mind. All your worries, give them all to God. Come up to this altar and cry out to the Lord and say, Jesus, I can't do this, but you can. Bring your anxieties to the altar. Bring your depression to the altar. Bring your fear to the altar. Bring your financial worries to the altar. Bring your children to the altar. Bring your parents to the altar. Bring your unsaved co-workers to the altar. Bring your unsaved loved ones to the altar. Bring your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend to the altar. Bring your brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin to the altar. Bring your health. Tell Jesus that I'm not leaving this altar. Lord, I am staying right here at this altar and I refuse to move. I don't care if you walk out that building, you're still at that altar. You're still going to be there saying, Jesus, I'm not moving because you are. I'm not moving because you are.